Rhema for Today Radio. Many people speaking when they're praying with somebody to receive the Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Spirit comes, they say, there it is. Anybody ever heard that? Now they understand, I mean, they don't mean it in any disrespectful way whatsoever. They're just trying to get the person to recognize that the Holy Spirit is there, but it is a wrong way to say it. It should be said, there He is. He has come, now yield to Him and let Him manifest Himself. Welcome to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today you'll hear more from Ken Hagan on his teaching, The Person of the Holy Spirit, on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Ken Hagan for today's message. Let us understand that the Holy Spirit has a personality. Now, the personality of the Holy Spirit just makes uh, additional proofs that He is a part of the member of the Trinity. Because we know that Jesus has attributes and personality. We know that God has attributes and personality. And now we see that the Holy Spirit has attributes and personality. You see here, in, in some of the attributes of His personality are manifest like this. Let's say Romans 8, 27. He searches, he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit. But all these things work that one and the self same Spirit dividing to every man as he will. 1 Corinthians 12, 11. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, Ephesians 4, 30. But they rebelled and vexed the Holy Spirit in Isaiah 63, 10. Thus we see that he has mind, will, and emotion. Look at it there. Now let's look at the personal activities that's ascribed to him. It says that he strives with sinners. It says that he teaches, John 14. He testifies of Christ in John 15, 26. He reproves in John 16, 8. He guides, John 16, 13, in Romans 8, 14. He comforts, Acts 9, 31. He helps our infirmities in Romans 8, 26. He intercedes for the saints in uh, Romans 8, 26. He searches the deep things of God in 1 Corinthians 2, 10. He sanctifies in Romans 15, 16. He witnesses in Romans 8, 16. He commands in Acts 16, 6 and 7. So, if you begin to look at this, you can see that he has these different personal attributes. He's susceptible to personal treatment. He can be lied to in Acts 5.3. He can be resisted in Acts 7.51. He can be blasphemed, Matthew 12, 31 and 32. He can be grieved, Ephesians 4.30. He can be quenched, 1 Thessalonians 5.19. See, these are dealing with, and if you will notice, they are dealing with personal activities that are ascribed to the Holy Spirit or relegated to the Holy Spirit as part of His character, as part of His personality traits. We talk about people have personality traits. Well, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. He is a person. And that's what I want to 
influence you and, and bring home to you is the fact that he is a person and he should always be referred to as he and not it. Many people speaking when they're praying with somebody to receive the Holy Spirit and the anointing of the Spirit comes, they say, there it is. Anybody ever heard that? Now, they understand. I mean, they, are, they don't mean it in any disrespectful way whatsoever. They're just trying to get the person to recognize that the Holy Spirit is there, but it is the wrong way to say it. It should be said, there he is. He has come, now yield to him and let him manifest himself. So be careful about saying it when referring to the Holy Spirit. Now, as we begin to look at the Holy Spirit, I want you to notice that the Holy Spirit has names. So, he is not different from the God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. God the Father had different names that he was referred to as. Is that right? Jesus had different names that he was referred to by. Look at this. Christ was called Jesus, Redeemer, Savior, Son of God, Son of Man, Prince of Peace, Word of God, Bridegroom, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Apostle, High Priest, Shepherd, and so on. Actually, as you begin to look into this, you see that the various names indicate the various functions and relationships of which he possessed. Now, go back into the Old Testament, Jehovah Jireh, El Shaddai, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Salom, and all and on and on you go. But what each name simply was talking about the same God, but just a different side of Him, which you needed at a particular moment. See, Jesus has also been referred to as the Healer. But you see, there was a time in my life I needed Jesus the Savior. And I need, then I needed Jesus the healer. Same Jesus, just showing a different characteristic of the various functions in which he operates. See, we understand some of these things. You see, some people teach these things and they become so... Uh, intellectual in teaching it that sometimes you lose the perspective of it. And I could, uh, I could have got up here tonight and told you that we are now going to... Now, I'm going back a few years, nine, to 1959, and I was assembled in a class, and a man walked out. We were in a big auditorium class because it was a huge class. He said, today... We shall begin a study of pneumatology. And in this study, we will intellectually and scientifically explore pneumatology and his attributes and what all is involved with him. 
That's a theological class. He simply told us that we were going to sit down and we were going to study the Holy Spirit and when it was all done, we would find out who he was and how he operated and all of that. That's all it was. But it's a bunch of big words. Thank God that we, that some of us, you know, have had the opportunity to study and we can throw the big words around and the $50 words and so forth and so on. But, you know, I had a friend of mine tell me that uh, they went to, well, some of my relatives said they went to a certain, it was a Pentecostal church, and they went to a certain church, and they said that they loved their preacher, but they needed to take a dictionary with them along with their Bible <laughs> to understand his sermon. But what we're trying to do is to get you to understand that we are going to endeavor to study about the Holy Spirit and learn some things about the Holy Spirit. Now, hundreds of years ago when they translated the King James Version, Holy Ghost was a most reverent term and was used. When you said Holy Ghost, it was very reverent it was a term that was adequate for the day. The original word that it is being translated from simply actually is conveying the idea of wind or breath. And today, in our minds, the better word is spirit. Not just for us that are born again, but period. For people in general, in the, word, the better word is spirit. And, uh, you know, it, it, it sounds better to us when we're talking about an invisible something, we deal with the term spirit. That's why it is very, very good for you in your studies and your personal reading to find a Bible that you, that, that, that you understand and can read better and understand it better. But then in so doing, all, you know, check it against several different translations to make sure that they're carrying the proper thoughts and that they're not leaving out parts. Hello? Because we have so much in the, in the King James, and it's a beautiful poetic uh, prose type language, and it reads, you know, very, very fluently, and it reads good, but half the time we don't understand it. So actually, a better term for us, and we still refer to it because out of, of tradition and talking and growing up with these terms, and many of us have grown, I've grown, I grew up with the term Holy Ghost. And I'll catch myself still using the term Holy Ghost. Many times I try to stop myself and use Holy Spirit, but many times I will use the term Holy Ghost. How many of you do the same thing? Now, how many of you grew up using, using the term Holy Ghost? It, it's just a matter of a semantical play on words, but probably today for us, the better term is Holy Spirit. If you want to use Holy Ghost, that's all right. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources that will change your life. So visit us today at rhema.org. 
That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. I'd like to tell you about this month's special offer. This package consists of the mini-book by Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, Learning How to Flow with the Holy Spirit of God. The next resource in this package is Kenneth E. Hagan's four-CD series entitled, Spiritual Gifts, The Power Gifts of the Spirit. This is the second volume of a three-volume set. Last but not least is Ken Hagen's mini-book entitled, The Key to the Supernatural. These great resources are at the special price of $19.95. That's $11.95 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A. Rama.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. Hey, I want to thank all of you that help us to keep this program going. We call you Word Partner Club members. And you say, well, what is a Word Partner? Well, that's somebody that prays for us regularly and somebody that sends in an offer at least one time a month to help yes. support Raymond. Somebody says, well, I can't give very much. Hey, it's not the amount. If everybody does what they can when it gets here, we are able to put that's this program right. all over the world. In that's fact, right. as we travel all over yes. the world... People come up to us and tell us that they watch the the program, and you're a part of that. You may never travel anywhere out of the U.S., but somebody's going to come up to you and say, Thank you, because of you, I'm in heaven today. That's That's what's going to happen. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we'll continue with Ken Hagen's life-changing message on the person of the Holy Spirit. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagen.